Hey everyone, welcome back to Surviving My Podcast. This is episode 16. You've just tuned into Surviving My Past. A survivor podcast about my life with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD. Join me in raising awareness and inspiring others. Are you ready? Let's rock this healing journey. Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. I'm super stoked to have you back here with me and I'm glad that you've tuned in and that you're taking some time out of your day to listen to the podcast. If you are a first time listener, welcome. Super glad to have you. And if you are a a long time listener, welcome back. Definitely glad to have you as well. So um, as you may know, if you have listened to any of my shows before, I generally record these by just kind of shooting from the hip. And by that, I mean, I do have a topic in mind that I'd like to talk about, but other than having a few notes jotted down to jog my memory, if I get off track or something, um, I really just kind of run with whatever is in my head and whatever, uh, kind of comes out. So, you know, I call that shooting from the hip, but basically I just start talking and, um, you know, I hope that it resonates with people and that they're able to relate and uh, glean from it what they can and basically take from it what they want and leave the rest. So this podcast is no different in that I'm, I'm shooting from the hip again, but it's a bit of a different one because I'm really shooting from the hip this time. Um, and that is, I wanted to talk about what it's like to have a bit of an identity crisis. And maybe I'm not talking so much in the the realms of like having a midlife crisis where something that generally happens to you when you hit 40 or 50 and maybe you haven't realized or excuse me maybe you've realized that you haven't done everything you wanted to do or you're questioning uh your abilities or whatever the case may be or you know your life hasn't planned out the way that you wanted it to when you were in your 20s but this is more along the lines of how you identify yourself and how others see you And this is something that I struggle with. Um, I'll start out by kind of giving you an example of what I do in my day job. I am an engineer by trade. So I go into an office every morning at 8 a.m. and I sit in a cube for eight hours and I do my job and, you know, I go home. When I started in this job in 2008, I realized that there was a niche, that there was something in this particular job in the field that I'm in that nobody else really wanted to do because it was just too time consuming and it was just too much work and it was pretty much more of a just let people work on it by committee rather than assigning somebody to do it. So I decided that I wanted to own this particular part of my job. So I started researching it and aligning myself with other departments and getting involved in projects and asking questions and doing online trainings and really trying to dive into this particular niche so that I could be the go-to person and I could create value for myself at the company. I could begin to build an identity um, as the go-to guy for this particular part of my job. Now, while my job does include other parts and I need to be multifaceted in troubleshooting different things, I do have this particular role that I am sort of known for. People come to me when they need help in this particular part of my job. 
So where I'm going with that is that I've spent the last, well, since 1998 or so when I started building that up. And now it's to the point where I'm okay with saying that I do a pretty good job at this and I've learned a lot and I'm involved in a lot of things and I work real hard and I've developed a lot of uh, business relationships that are are cultivated on a daily basis by working uh, with, with, with the same groups of people. And so while I've done that, over the years, it's begun to create a bit of an identity crisis, a sort of stressor, an anxiety rush, if you will. And this is where I'm trying to tie in the whole mental health aspect, because these podcasts are about my survivor journey and about mental health advocacy. When you create an identity for yourself, be it at work or in personal life, it can sometimes be a stressor because you work so hard to present yourself to others in a valuable way that it almost becomes so much of an addictive part of our personality that we can't let it go. And when things don't go the way we think they should, or somebody else is trying to move in on our turf, so to speak, or if we seem to not be able to do the things at home as well as we used to be able to do, or we find ourselves struggling being able to relate to friends um, outside of work in a social atmosphere. Like Basically, what I'm getting at is the more that you build yourself up into a certain type of personality, a certain niche, a certain identity, it can be very hard to keep that up. Because you, we can't control ultimately the way people perceive us. All we can do is present ourselves in a positive way that is true to ourselves, true to our beliefs. If you are a believer, then true to God or whatever your higher power is. And then just to be able to let it go at that. To be able to let go of that control and just be. And be okay with just being who you are. And not allowing ourselves to be drugged back down by people who don't understand or invalidate us or don't get it or take something that we say out of context. Because, like I said, you cannot control the way people perceive you. You could put your best foot forward, but ultimately it's up to them. And I would like to think that if we are working hard to present ourselves in a particular way, whether it's in personal or business or family, that will resonate with people and they will be able to identify with us and they'll understand where we're coming from and they will back us up and support us. But again, I want to encourage you as I kind of start to really roll into this here that even if they don't, as long as you are doing what you feel is best for you and you are putting your best foot forward and you're doing the best job that you can, you're being the best worker, the best husband, the best father, the best wife, the best you know family member, friend, whatever. Do what you know is right and present yourself in a way that you are comfortable with and just let it go. And where that translates, I have problems at work with letting things go because while I, I cultivate all these relationships and I have a good reputation, I find myself still trying to control aspects of my job that I can't control. And my department runs 24-7, 365, but I'm there 40 hours a week. So when I'm not there, sometimes things come up that I would normally be involved in that obviously I'm not because I'm not there. So I have to be okay with letting that go and letting somebody else handle that and not feeling like I'm being slighted or that somebody didn't call on me on my day off to help me because I'm the only one that can do it. And that's been a source of anxiety for me because I feel like if they don't do that and somebody else is trying to do what I'm doing, they're just doing their job just like I'm doing my job. And it's not 
a direct insult to me. It's not that somebody's trying to kick me out of my job or devalue me in the company necessarily. It's just that they're doing their job. I'm doing my job. They support me. I support them and let it go at that and not be so consumed with having to always be this guy that I have built myself up to be because, you know, in the corporate world, everybody's expendable. I mean, there's always somebody who can do your job. Eventually, somebody's going to come along who's younger, faster, and can do what you're doing. So times, you know, things are always changing in in life. But in, in, in this particular example, with the corporate world, it's fluid. Things are always changing with technology and with business strategies and practices and, um, you know, the bottom line for the company because it's always about the dollars and cents with any company. So we have to be able to adapt and still stay true to who we are and not let things that we can't control define us and cause us anxiety and stress and ruin our life outside of work and affect our progress while we're at work. So where I'm going at with that is now I want to transition a little bit into the blogger part and the survivor part. So for the first 40 some years of my life, give or take, I build up this identity of myself as the football guy, the rocker guy, and the 80s guy. That's what I wanted to be. That's what I studied. That's what I lived. That's what I interacted with people. That's how I talked. That's how I dressed. I spent time building websites and interacting with football fans. I did podcasts. Um, I did interviews. I went on. I went to sports games. You know, as far as the music scene goes, I went to lots of concerts, which I still enjoy doing. Uh, as far as the 80s guy, like I still embraced the growing up in the 80s and wishing things were like then like they are now and really trying to always look in the past and compare how bad things were now to how much better they were then and I pigeonholed myself so much into this persona this identity that it's all people thought about people didn't really know the real me all they knew was Matt the rocker guy the 80s guy and the football guy they didn't know the Matt necessarily that I really wanted to be because at the time I didn't know who I wanted to be. All I thought was it's a safe, socially acceptable thing to be a sports guy, a music guy, and somebody who enjoys a particular decade. It's the way that I felt I fit in, but it was very non-fulfilling, very shallow in the sense of it wasn't fulfilling a deep need inside me. But at the time, I, I like I said, I didn't realize it because it's all I knew. When I started seeing a professional therapist in early 2015 after my second marriage ended in divorce, I knew something had to change. I was making bad decisions. I wasn't being the best dad I could be. I wasn't being the best friend I could be. I wasn't being the best worker I could be. I was not using my time wisely. All these types of things. So I sought out the help of of a therapist to help me kind of get my life back on track, to get some perspective and to really just start out the second half of my life anew and fresh and really just see what I could make of myself and really see where I could go in the wake of being divorced for a second time and being a single dad again and, you know, having to kind of make it on my own without having the support of a spouse there. And while I'm grateful for that, and that was an important part of my life to go through, that transitioned into the abuse survivor work. And that happened in the summer of 2015, where I really started to dive into that and dig deep into the memories and the thoughts and analyze the flashbacks and just talk about the abuse and the bullying and the narcissistic abuse that happened at home and the invalidation that happened at home. And all that really began to resonate with me as something that I could really relate to and that I finally felt like I had purpose and deep meaning in my life. I was embracing the survivor community, the people out there who had been through abuse, 
and neglect and invalidation and bullying, all these types of things that I had been through. They knew immediately what I felt when I started talking about it. I knew immediately what they felt like. It was this huge camaraderie, this huge, I fit in with these people now. I feel like I resonate with what they're going through and what they've been through and how they're trying to heal and what their daily struggles are. And this is something I can really embrace for myself. And that's what I started to do. I started to write initially in a journal, and then I started the blog, Surviving My Past. I started doing podcasts and videos. I started really interacting with Twitter chats with other survivors. I joined a secret safe Facebook uh, group to help heal and safe community with other survivors. So I started really diving in and just embracing this whole survivor mentality, this survivor life, because it's something that resonated with me. It's something that had meaning. It gave me purpose. It helped me identify with others and it helped others, others identify with me. And it let me feel like I was not alone and that this whole part of my life that I had been ignoring for decades and now finally starting to work through, there were there were countless people out there who also had been through similar circumstances. Some worse, but the feelings of anxiety, of depression, of PTSD, of dissociation, of all types of mental health illnesses or disorders, I related to this group of people, these survivors, because we are all all one big family and that's really that that's what i craved is that interaction that validation that encouragement with all of these you know with the survivor community and that's what i've been embracing ever since that's why i write and that's why i do podcasts and that's why i go in twitter chats and i'm in safe community and i work with a coach and i live eat and breathe this survivor lifestyle because it's encouraging and it's it makes me feel like i'm making a difference in my life and also hopefully helping others as well because that's a real big thing for me. A big passion for me is being able to help others. This survivor journey is not just about me. And you know what? If it was, that that would be okay too. Because ultimately we have to take care of ourselves. So I'm not invalidating in any way for those survivors who are doing their journey just for them. For me, um, it's a bit of a bigger picture because I really feel like my personality really fits well with being able to hopefully be a trauma recovery coach and a speaker at some point. So I'm working towards that and I'm writing in hopes of inspiring others and encouraging others. And, you know, maybe somebody finds a blog post 10 years after I write it because the end, they're going through a similar circumstance that I've been through and they can resonate and say, Hey, this guy was there. And maybe that saves a life. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it just helps brighten their day. But the desire to really matter in life in some way, in some part, is very strong. And depending on how what we're defining ourselves as and how much we want to matter and in what way can really kind of get out of control if we aren't careful. Because ultimately, it is about us and our healing. But And, and you know, in my case, ultimately, it's about helping others as well. But we have to be careful, again, just like with the corporate world example with my job, And, you know, what I talked about in the beginning, to be able to just let things go and be okay with the blog post maybe having a a, a grammatical error or the podcast maybe not being perfect or maybe I presented myself the best way I could, but somebody didn't take something I said the correct way. Um, Things like that that we can't control because you can't control what others do and think or say. All we can control is ourselves and how we present ourselves. So I guess what I'm kind of trying to get at here with this is be very careful how you label yourself and what category you put yourself in and how hard you work to 
be in that category, to be that particular type of go-to person in whatever area of life you're in, because it can ultimately take over your life and be very time-consuming, very stressing, very taxing on your mental and physical health. Because, you know, like I keep going back to, you can't control what other people think and say about you. You have to present yourself, put your best foot forward, be true to who you are, be true to God or your higher power, and really just let it go at that. And I have a big problem with that because it's just hard for me to do. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I have a problem with it, but I have a problem doing it because I feel like I have to keep doing things over and over to get them right and to get them perfect. And when I see a grammatical error in a post or I see something on a podcast that I should have edited out that I didn't or that I said something that maybe could have been construed a wrong way, it eats at me and drives me up a wall until I fix it. And that is very emotionally exhausting. I just want to encourage you here, however you identify yourself in personal, family, life, whatever it is, put your best foot forward, do the best that you can, be true to yourself, be true to your family, true to your beliefs, work hard, and then just be able to just let it go. So easier said than done, but like I said, this podcast was just going to be a bit of a ramble. So hopefully it resonates with with you or uh, that you might consider sharing it with somebody who they might be able to benefit from it. I appreciate you guys listening, and I'm glad that uh, you know we were able to uh, spend some time together here today on the Survivor Airwaves. With that, I think I will wrap this up. And as always, uh, leave some comments, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM, whatever you like. If you have any, if you have any comments, any any questions, any any thoughts, any either way, that would be great. I would appreciate it. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me anytime, Matt at survivingmypast.net. Thanks for listening, everyone. I appreciate it, and have a great day. Thanks again for listening to Surviving My Podcast, presented by survivingmypast.net, a blog about living with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD as a result of childhood sexual abuse, narcissistic abuse, and bullying. My opinions are my own, and I do not offer any type of mental health or physical health advice or treatment. I encourage you to seek out the help of a professional therapist or medical doctor for any mental health or physical health needs. I'm just a regular guy sharing my story of survival and hoping to inspire others. Please be sure and follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram, all at Surviving My Past. Have a great day and rock your survivor journey.